from Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Again, we still don't have an answer. I don't know if the Jets know. I don't know if the Packers know. So far, Pat McAfee doesn't know. Adam Schefter doesn't know. Graziano doesn't know. Harry Douglas doesn't know. I don't know. Maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't know. None of us can figure out what the hell's going on. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and everybody wants an answer from Aaron Rodgers. Now, I keep saying, and I think it's important to point out, that there's a very real possibility that maybe, you know, he's still figuring it all out. Maybe he's just, you know, weighting all of his options and, like, trying to figure out what's right for him and for what he wants to do in his life. But we do know, according to Diana Rossini, that Aaron Rodgers provided the the Jets with a wish list of free agency would like them to target and acquire per sources. It included Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Mercedes Lewis, and Odell Beckham Jr. We still can't confirm whether or not he also asked for two turtle doves and a partridge and a pear tree, but I can confirm that our Wolfpack's about to grow by one. Marcus Spears joining us now, ESPN football analyst, joining us on Fitz and Harry, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. All right, Marcus, I just gave you the list of players. I'm going to make you the Jets GM. What's your reaction when you get that list of players along with Aaron Rodgers to make all of this happen? That we've already given him this power and he ain't even on the team yet. Um, <laughs> by 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 literally waiting for him to decide what's going to happen. Now, you know, you can read tea leaves and think that the Jets and the Green Bay Packers are far along in this process, fellas, but this is what the Green Bay Packers subjected themselves to. I mean, we watching the same movie, just it's a different theater. Um, I, I think when you – obviously – if Aaron wants all of those guys to come, um, what is Joe Douglas going to say? No. Um, you started this with Nathaniel Hackett. Um, that was the first domino that everybody seems to forget that took place. They couldn't – Nathaniel Hackett couldn't even get all this stuff out of the office before they was calling trying to get him to come to New York after he had that abysmal job – did an abysmal job in Denver. So – I think they've already given Aaron Rodgers the power. I think they've already – everything is being planned around him. And, you know, a point was made this morning when I was on Get Up. If if the owner is publicly saying we're going to do it and exhaust everything and you're flying down to see him, obviously you're in a position where you think that you can get him. You're going you to capitulate to everything that he wants to get done. So um, it's not surprising to me. This is This is Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. And Swaggoo, I got to ask you, man, because when I look at Randall Cobb, OBJ, Alan Lazard, those are three wide receivers. Mercedes Lewis is a tight end. I already thought they were solid at the tight end position. I look at Garrett Wilson, who was Offensive Rookie of the Year, and what he's been able to bring to the game and for this organization. If all those guys come... See, Harry, 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 see, 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 you fall into. You fall into. (laughs) You 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 bring up Gary Wilson name like Gary Wilson got any damn thing to do with this. <laughs> but this about Aaron Rodgers, bro. It's been about him for three. How long we've been talking about this damn dude, and what what decision he gonna make? The off season plan. Aaron Rodgers ain't thinking about Gary Wilson. 
if Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. think about Garrett Wilson, he would, and maybe it has happened, but he would be on the phone. He would talk about um, when he gets in guys that compliment him. You think you think Odell Beckham Jr. coming to compliment somebody at this point? A second year wide receiver. You think Alan Lazar? Alan Alan Lazar may be, but OBJ gonna be looking for his own deal after this, and it makes sense. Don't get me wrong. Like Aaron Rodgers to want OBJ and to want Mercedes and and Alan Lazar, who you've had success with, and probably and have relationships with Randall Cobb. Hey man, do your thing. But the fact that you asked about Garrett Wilson is the point that everybody missed. Harry, Aaron Rodgers don't give a damn about no Garrett Wilson. I just want to hear you say it, Swaggoo. That's all I want. I want to hear you. I want to hear. I want to hear you say it. Yeah, he gonna be excited about it. Like what, that publicly, they gonna be. Yeah, and you should be happy. Like you, you, Garrett Wilson did, was phenomenal last year. Uh, I think he had like a hundred, hundred plus catches, thirteen hundred yards, and we didn't know who was playing quarterback week to week. We know Garrett Wilson good, but why would Aaron Rodgers make this about Garrett Wilson instead of Aaron Rodgers? All right, so then let me. That, let me ask you then, Swaggy, because I'm I'm sitting there watching this morning, right? I'm watching. I'm making my eggs, making my breakfast, trying to get my fitness on, and watching Swaggy go crush it on get up as he does all the time, right? And y'all are talking about this whole, uh, you know, 365 days had to be a year before the contract could be restructured. A year ago today, we all thought that Aaron Rodgers was going to retire as a Packer because of this big deal. If you're the Jets, why are you doing this when you know you can't rely on him for more than this season, and you don't know what that means? Yeah, we thought he was going to retire because of the Packers' relationship. Um, and, and, well, I'm going to say it on my behalf. It's, I thought he was going to retire because of the relationship with the Packers and try to figure out a way to finagle and get somewhere else. Um, bro, dude erratic, bro. We don't know what he's going to do. But here's <laughs> here's what we do know. We know that Aaron Rodgers can play at a high level. The only question that I've had at the beginning of this offseason season and you bring up get up with Greeny is while we trying to figure out if he going to be a New York Jet, we need to try to figure out and understand the commitment that he's going to make to actually playing at a very high level. Because last year he didn't, and nobody could tell me he did. Young receivers, you didn't spend time with them. You didn't prepare for the season. It took you eight weeks to get going. And then eventually it became too late for you to try to make any move. I mean, obviously the last game of the season – was your opportunity to go to the playoffs, and you didn't get it done, didn't play well enough against the Detroit Lions. So I, I just think for me, man, it's like if, if Aaron Rodgers is going to be committed, we've seen him play back-to-back MVP seasons. The New York Jets have no option because they drafted Zach Wilson because he rolled out left and threw a long pass to the right. I got dudes in my neighborhood could do that right now. Um, <laughs> roll out left and throw it 60 yards. I'm telling you. Harry know him too. Harry got guys. I already know. Guys trust me. <laughs> that can roll out and throw the ball 60 yards and it'll look beautiful when ESPN run it 15,000 times and make people believe that's the reason you should get drafted. Um, so they, they, they in this situation. Joe Douglas in this situation because they got enamored with Zach Wilson and obviously Robert Salah is a part of that um, negotiation. It, it's a whole lot of layers to this. Imagine if it would have been Justin Fields. You wouldn't be in this situation. You'd just be trying to put together a nice offseason and figure out who you was going to build around like the Chicago Bears are doing. But anyway, that's another conversation for the for, for the, for the offseason. The bottom line is this, man. They have went all in on Aaron Rodgers. They have not, they've given away all of their leverage. Um, the Jets I'm talking about. 
So everything that he's saying he wants to get done, everything he's trying to get done, the, the, the position you're in to have to wait in order to see and make sure that he wants to be a part of it and you try to get these things done, they did nothing but put themselves in the same situation Green Bay put, them in, put themselves in. Now, hopefully Aaron is excited about being in New York. He has a different energy and approach to trying to win a championship and get it done, which I don't think they're going to win one anyway. But ultimately, you put yourself in a position, if you're the New York Jets, to not have a say. This morning on Get Up, Mike T, former general manager, Mike Tannenbaum, former general, general manager for the New York Jets, said he would have put a, a timeline as of Saturday. No, you wouldn't. You've given that time. You've given that away. You don't have the Jets. Don't have. They are at the at bay and the mercy of Aaron Rodgers, and that's what we see in transpire right now when Shefty fires off these tweets. So I go. I will say this. I told Fitz this as soon as I I started seeing things unfolding. When you have a list of all these guys who are familiar with that offense, and you have Nathaniel Hackett there, what reason do you need to be there in the off season when you have all these guys that have already been through the system? Yeah, because you never played with Garrett Wilson. You don't know the makeup of that locker room. You don't have guys that that they, they know of Aaron Rodgers because of the work that he's put in and deservedly so and played at a high level. But Harry, you know this, man. No matter how great you are, bro, spending time with your teammates. It's valuable. Trying to learn each other, building trust matters. When it comes to winning and you get into those critical moments of a season where you both are on the same page and understanding, but the most important person outside of Aaron Rodgers on that team is going to be Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. They ain't played a down with Aaron Rodgers. So I go, I saw, I see you on social media putting in the work. What'd you do on Peloton today? We, we, we get out there, we get, we, we get on the bike today yet? No, nah, man, I'm in this, I'm in the, uh, I'm in the hotel in Bristol, bro. I had to, I had to treadmill it up and I didn't like my visuals, so I didn't do a video today. Uh, you know I what? Have... I, I respect that, but <laughs> like, I saw you this morning talking about that, that slushy, man. If you need a piggyback ride, you just call me. I can't promise I'll take you very far, but I'll try. Like, I, I'd be the little engine that could. I'll just, I mean, if you want back surgery in the hospital, <laughs> I, you meet me well, up there in a few hours. You know, I'm just your, saying, leg, your legs gonna be shaking like a stripper, boy. I, look, I don't know what y'all talking about. I put on a pound of muscle in each of these tiny little chicken legs this year. I'm telling you, I'm yeah. feeling frisky. I can, I, I can almost squat body. No, I can't. I just can't. Like yeah, ten squats. Yeah, let me when you. I'll let me when you add fifty more pounds of muscle uh, in the we, leg. <laughs> what? Hey, one pound at a time, swag. You come on now, man. We appreciate I'm thick, you. I'm thick. I'm I'm thick out here, fish. I'm thick. <laughs> Just, you know what I'm saying? Try and stay warm and uh, drive safe in the slush. I know I know this isn't what you're used to. You, you, you Southern boys get up here and you have a hard time, man. So uh, we just man, want you to be I'm safe. All right, my brothers. Four-wheel drive, man. Life. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. That's Marcus Spears, ESPN football analyst, hanging out with us uh, as we continue to await the latest, uh, the Diana Rossini uh, tweet again that we were referencing there so that everybody knows it seems to be the latest breaking that we have on it is that he's given a list, uh, he being Aaron Rodgers, has given a list of uh, possible uh, players, a wish list of free agents he would like them to target and acquire, them being the Jets. That includes Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Mercedes Lewis, and Odell Beckham Jr. According to multiple reports, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb have been in talks with the Jets today. So it seems like maybe something is happening. In the meantime, Aaron Rodgers might be sending a message to the Jets, but it is clear that Lamar Jackson is sending a message to ESPN 
end of the NFL. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We'll get to Lamar in a minute. I just keep thinking about what we've been talking about. And it's the Diana Rossini report that a wish list has been given by Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets of a list of free agents he would like them to target and acquire per sources. Again, this is, this is her wording. And Diana doesn't do anything by accident when she puts these things out. Aaron Rodgers has provided the New York Jets with a wish list of free agents he would like them to target and acquire per sources. It includes Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Mercedes Lewis, and Odell Beckham Jr. Stop right there, Fitz. Stop right there. Boy, Aaron Rodgers is a hell of a friend. The ultimate friend. Because he wants guys that he's close and cool with to join him. Man, from a, listen, from a football perspective in my playing days, oh, we need more like it. Got we me. need more like it because he's going to make sure his guys are going to get paid and they have a job. I, Sorry to cut you off. Uh, but no, no, no. But this, uh, this is why I wanted to get to you on this, Harry, because you, you asked Marcus Spears a question a couple of minutes ago that I'm still wrapping my head around. If you're Aaron Rodgers, you want all these guys because why? You, let, you break down the list. They're all guys he's played with. They're guys mm-hmm. that know the system. They're guys that know how he throws the football. They're guys that know what he's looking for against the defense. They're guys that make his job easier when he gets there. There you go. There you go. So now I'm looking at this entire situation and looking at this wish list. Is he asking for these guys uh, so part of him doesn't have to be there the offseason? He can just cruise control into things because these guys know the offense that Nathaniel Hackett is going to run and wants to run from that standpoint. That's why I brought it up to Swagoo because it's a broader picture for me. And I understand he hasn't thrown passes to Garrett Wilson and uh, he needs to be there with Brees Hall and even Odell Beckham Jr. But Odell Beckham Jr. played within this offensive system when he was in L.A., Right, So it's not going to be a big adjustment here for Odell Beckham Jr. Plus, we're talking about one of the most natural hands catches that we've that we, that we probably seen in Odell Beckham Jr. We see the one-hand catches. Is this going to make Aaron Rodgers a little bit lazy and not going to New York, being there in OTAs when he should have his tail there? I mean, if you're the type of player that a year ago today signed a contract that everybody thought you were going to spend the rest of your career in Green Bay with, and now you've come in and said, nope, I'm not going to do that. I want to go somewhere else. Fine, whatever. And now you're looking at it saying, if you want to sign me, if you want me to keep playing, you're going to have to bring these guys out. What about Aaron Rod- Right now, if you just strip fandom away that people have, every indication that he's giving right now is that he wants things to be as simple as possible. I'm not sure if I even want to play. If I am going to play, you got to get these guys to come along with me. I mean, if I'm even going to keep doing this, then I at least want to make sure. And, and to the point that you're making, why would you even bother with OTAs at that point? Like, Because you got to get to know Garrett Wilson? No, nah, that's why you got Randall Cobb coming in. Randall, hey, teach my guy what I want, right? Like, you're making life as easy as possible for yourself. 
And it, it just hits me because so often we've talked about when you come into the NFL, one of the things they want, they want you to be universally committed to one thing, football. Well, there are real questions right now about somebody that wants to sit in the darkness for four days to sit, figure out if he wants to play. How fired up is he about football? Now you want to make things super easy for you so when you get to the new locker room, you really don't have to do anything. How fired up about football are you? Like, if you're the Jets, what can you really count on from any of this? Well, I'll tell you this. From the standpoint of Aaron Rodgers, I can understand Odell Beckham Jr. and Alan Lazard and pair those two guys up with Garrett Wilson. Now, the Randall Cobb and the Mercedes Lewis, and I understand that those are guys that you've been with and you, and you love those guys. But I, I, I would take Elijah Moore because he's young, he's going to be cheaper, and he has a little bit more wiggle to his game at this point in his career. But this feels like LeBron, right? This is LeBron all over again. If I'm going to go to this team, you're going to get me exactly what I want to do there. But there's a, there's a difference when, when it's from LeBron. LeBron yeah. has four championships to back up. Well, and LeBron is, four. LeBron is arguably the greatest of all time. Aaron Rodgers is not arguably the greatest of all time. Uh, LeBron is still a top two or three in the league. Uh, Aaron he's Rodgers still, he's, is— He's y'all goat, though. Just make sure I threw that out there. Uh, he, he, I'm sorry, what? He, he's y'all's goat. Oh, I mean, I you know, I mean, he, he's Michael's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got damn Jordans on my feet. I want to make sure I get that out there. Why you, why you, why you saying you know greatest of all time? I mean, sure. Like I didn't say greatest shoe marketer of all time. We'll give that to MJ. <laughs> that's fine. You know, and greatest McDonald's salesman of all time, other than Ronald McDonald, Michael Jordan. Uh, like no, I, this is this is just a never-ending debate. I just love firing Harry up. Uh, <laughs> but at some point, if you're looking at Aaron Rodgers and Field Yates was the one that tweeted out Aaron Rodgers looking to become executive of the year, jokingly obviously, but. Uh, it's obvious that he wants a huge hand in how he's going to continue playing the game. And it it's just, is it worth it? That's the thing. Like, if you're sitting there and you're saying, oh, my God, I love you so much and I want to marry you. And she's like, all right, well, I'll only marry you if you get me a Bentley and if you get me a $14 million house and I want a private jet and I want to make sure that I have three purebred uh, Dotsons that are all, called, you know, like. Oh, she- you know what I would do? You know what I would do? I'll be right back. I got to use the restroom. Go outside and got my damn my coffin valet. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I mean, and then you got somebody over here that's really pretty. That's like, hey, Derek Carr. That's like, I, I love you guys, and you just let that Not, one walk. No away. high maintenance or anything. Just it's like, know. I just want you to love me. Nah, we're gonna wait over here. Like, I I feel like the problem is, and, and Swaggu has said this all day on ESPN. Marcus Spears has said it all day. He has said repeatedly throughout the course of the day that the Jets gave up all their power, and today's the day that becomes immensely clear. Because mm-hmm. at some point through the process of this negotiation, the Jets did what poker players do at times. They put too much in. They are what they call pot committed. And now you've got so much in the pot, you realize that if you walk away, you're not going to be able to keep playing. So you have to play it out and you have to hope that nobody calls your bluff. That's not a spot where an NFL team, where an ownership, where a front office ever wants to be. And bro, I, I think at this point, they're in too deep like the movie. Yeah. I think they in too deep. They too they too deep in it now. Now you got no choice, and that choice yeah. may mean that suddenly you blow up some of the young core that's making your team good to bring in old guys, which, by the way, you're going to have to figure out how to squeeze under the cap along with his number for at least one day before they restructure the contract. And we're going to hear Jets fans all day, including, I'm sure, if this all goes down, Greeny's going to say tomorrow, we just need to get two years out of him. If a single Jets fan tells you we need to get two years out of Aaron Rodgers, just run up, Rochambeau him. From a distance, you just run up, and you swift kick him in the no-nos because that fan should know at this 
this point, the one thing you can't rely on is anything from Aaron Rodgers. Anything at all from Aaron Rodgers. All right, we'll keep you updated, but the question is, has one team gone from Super Bowl champs to tank mode in just over a year? Fitz and Harry, the podcast. That's right, breaking news. No, it's not about Aaron Rodgers, but a significant trade. Darren Waller has been traded from my beloved Raiders to the New York Giants. The Giants are trading the pick received from the Kansas City Chiefs for Kadarius Toney, number 100 overall to the Raiders for Darren Waller, according to ESPN's Jordan Ronan. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Harry, uh, look, I love Darren Waller. I love the Raiders, obviously, and I've loved to watch the Darren Waller story. This is not a hugely surprising development to me. I looked it up, and according to Over the Cap, this is a move that will save the Raiders as a trade pre-June 1, about $11.3 million. After their signing today of Jacoby Myers, they only had about $10 million left in cap space. Now, you can find cap space a lot of ways, but Darren Waller was rumored to originally be offered it as part of the Devontae Adams trade. He's been in every rumored trade you can possibly imagine. He's had a hard time staying on the field the last couple of years years healthy but when he is healthy he's dynamic he's incredible and he's an easy human being to root for so the Giants get somebody that if healthy can really help him and the Raiders uh, move in a different direction and I, I like this move for the Giants and Daniel Jones as well right their pass game they wanted to elevate in that in, in that uh, category they got Darren Waller and we got to remember now he he's had injuries the last two years but before that in 2019, he had a season in which he had 90 receptions, over 1,100 yards. And then in 2020, he had a season when he had over 100 receptions and over 1,100 yards and nine touchdowns to go with that. So when he's healthy and he's out there on the football field, he's a matchup nightmare because he runs like a gazelle. He's tall, but now he's going to an offense in which Brian Dable is going to know how to get him the football, get him one-on-one backside with someone who can't guard him. It's going to be a mismatch. And now Daniel Jones has another weapon. Now the Giants just got to get another, I think, a receiver or two and they're going to be sitting right where they want to be with Saquon Barkley coming back under the franchise tag and Daniel Jones still being their quarterback. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see you know how this plays out for the Giants because they get a talented piece and a yeah. mismatch. I mean, Darren Waller is somebody that can frankly box out when he wants to box out and just high point of football. He can run faster than your guy. He can find his way open. He catches the football. Like there's very little to say about anything him as far as his story and, and you know anyone that's ever watched a, a Raiders game at all has seen much of the the conversation about his story and his ver- his accomplishment. Now, I'm going to keep it real now. He's he not a run blocker. Trust me. Oh, no, you know, no, I, no. I watch film. He's not a run blocker. But the Giants don't need him to do that. The Giants need him to be flexed out uh, in a two-point stance, attached a little bit, uh, a yard or two, running routes on defenders that can't guard him. Uh, I'm just going to bring this up, even though nobody really cares listening to this. But by the way, Darren Waller married Kelsey Plum, star of the Las Vegas Aces, uh, about a month ago. And uh, I've had him on radio before and tried to ask him. Always very quiet about that relationship. But they just got married. The Vegas Aces and the New York Liberty have both built super teams headed into this WNBA season. I just kind of wondered, like, are the New York Liberty uh, picking up the phone and being like, Kelsey would really like to move to New York with her husband. Let's work out a deal. I'm just saying. Everything's uh, on the table. Everything's on the table. 
So right now, if you're the Giants, I know most of you are rolling your eyes. You don't care about that portion of it. I just had to point it out. Well, it's uh, a very important piece. It's your, it's his wife. Yeah. yeah it, well, and that's it's going to be in a different time zone on the West Coast while he's in New York. It's, the, it's his wife, his newlywed wife, right? Like, yes. And then you add to the fact that, that these are the two teams I think the WNBA are banking on. Also, funny, Mark Davis not only owns the Raiders but also owns the Las Vegas Aces. So uh, you know, it, it's it's just Ooh. another layer of you know they're calling Ooh. the person they're calling is the same person to make these transactions. Oh man! Uh, and at this point, by the way, the Giants resigned Sterling Shepard. They tagged Saquon. They resigned Daniel Jones. Now they traded for Darren Waller. So uh, this is a team that that made the playoffs last year. I think the Waller element is a big one, and having a big body to tight end that you can trust is a helpful thing for Daniel Jones in the continued development. Having a big body tight end uh, with a mind like Brian Dable, I think, uh, also becomes an extra weapon. So this is a real opportunity. I don't know what the Raiders, I looked at here, and Foster Moreau, Moreau, sorry, Foster, has been their second tight end. He is a free agent right now. So uh, and he's Ra- played well also. But he's, I mean, he's a free agent. So right now the Raiders don't have an answer. Interesting that Mercedes Lewis, according to reports, has been in talks with uh, the Jets and the Raiders. So uh, there, there's sort of a reshaping of the offense for the Raiders here too, who go out and, and get another wide receiver and now get rid of a tight end. I'm not sure what to make of that. No, me, me either. I, I just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're trying to tank to get Caleb Williams. Oh, you Drake s- stop it with your tanking. The Giants not trying to. I'm, I'm too happy to it. Mike Tannenbaum said my Raiders can make the playoffs this morning. You can't talk me off the ledge yet. I'm too happy. <laughs> uh, realistically, the Giants, though, need to be a little aggressive, right? You mentioned earlier in sort of the three up, three down. The Eagles are one of the teams that are going through a ton of transition as a, as a roster, expectedly so. But they have lost talented pieces at the outset of free agency. The Eagles could be taking a step back. The Washington commanders have literally no idea i'm pretty sure evan could go in and start for quarterback for them tomorrow and he's a foot like maybe one foot six right now i don't know he's losing little bits of himself every minute we don't have an aaron Rodgers answer you started this show saying that like i had a ton of pixie sticks and had that energy for the last like half hour i have hit that like sugar like when when you hit the sugar coma basically (laughs) that's what i've hit i have no energy i'm tired of aaron Rodgers. not my quarterback yet i'm tired of the guy he's trying to dictate this roster and the jets are going out and spending all this money in free agency for players that don't even help them that probably make them worse at the position they already have i'm so done i need a nap did you ever watch this is what you wanted though evan uh, this is what you wanted no i wanted Derek carr uh, uh, Harry, did you ever watch Toddlers and Tiaras by chance? The, uh, no, I didn't. The show? Okay, I didn't. years ago there was this show, Toddlers and Tiaras, right? Like, and it was all about like the little beauty queens that were out, like little pageant girls. Why that you gotta were do them like that? There. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I'm just like right now I'm imagining Evan as one of the Toddlers and Tiaras contestants because right before <laughs> they had to go out and give their like smiles and everything, the the parents are giving pixie sticks to give them the energy on stage, and then <laughs> inevitably three hours later you just see this like little girl in a, in a, in a you know a toddler in a you know princess dress just passed out on her dad's lap or like being carried around that's what i'm gonna have to carry evan to his car at the end of the show just throw him over your shoulder he's gonna throw have him his, over your shoulder. he's gonna have the little crown on and he's gonna be like did i win grand supreme uh, ultimate grand supreme i know too much about dollars and tiaras now i'm suddenly learning uh, i also know too much about the transactions again here the breaking news the giants have traded uh, a third round pick for darren waller the raiders had 11 picks in the draft they now have 12 so more ammunition if they intend to move up Well, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance.
progressive. They're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. For all of this conversation that we're having about transactions right now, Lamar can't even be talked to until tomorrow. And we got the news today of the numbers he's turned down. What will it mean in 24 hours? We'll answer that question next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. The theme of the music today is definitely songs that include dancing. I figured that out. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM channel, Lady Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Chris, am I right? Run of the board. Theme to the music today, songs that include dancing. Hey, March Madness starts tonight. Everybody's dancing. Look at that, Harry. I, I, I just figured it out, right? Then well, it just I said that amazing. earlier, pretty, and no okay. one said anything about it when I said it earlier, but well, all of a did? sudden you say it and people acknowledge it. Well, right, well that's my bad, Harry. That's I was because not listening, you, when you say okay, it. Okay, I'm just joking, Chris. Oh, I didn't say you it. Didn't say Come it? on, oh, Harry. Oh, That's what I do. Uh, look, the fact is, you say things cool, and people are like, yeah. I say things abrasive, and they're like, okay, sure, whatever, dude, just shut up. Uh, you just heard the the details. And let me be really clear about this. As you hear the details in that rejoin, Fitz and Harry, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz on ESPN Radio, of Adam Schefter breaking down the contract numbers, he tells you, well, the Ravens offered 133 with another guarantee that would kick in in a year later that was making 175, and then another 25 in guarantees, fully guaranteed, if he's on the roster in three years. So $200 million in guarantees. That's a big difference between $200 million in guarantees today. There's a difference between putting $200 million in guarantees over the next three years. So I'm not surprised Lamar Jackson sends a, a gif of somebody looking very curiously at the tweet and then says 133, three years fully guaranteed. But I need an agent with a laughing emoji and then says people throw poop emoji at the wall and hope it sticks with a laughing emoji. So... <laughs> I mean, I do understand where Lamar's coming from here. It, like, the way the tweet is worded that he's responding to, Shefty, Lamar Jackson turned down $200 million guaranteed deal back in September. Not fully guaranteed up front. Like, there's a big difference between, I will give you all this money, I promise, as long as yeah. you're still on the roster in a few years, versus, I'll give you this money now. Yeah, I, I don't like it. but and, and I love the fact that Lamar Jackson is, is taking up for himself, speaking up for himself, and sending tweets for himself to let everyone know what it was that he was offered. And the fact that the Baltimore Ravens, if you're on the roster, oh, so you dictate if I'm on the roster or not. So you can let me go and that money's not guaranteed anymore. If you decide that I'm on the roster, then that money's guaranteed. Oh, okay. Doesn't work like that, wait, especially wait, wait. with a guy who's – who, who, who's lived up to his height. Stick there for a second, Harry. Think about what you're, what you're saying, because this is so smart. So you're telling me that it's fully guaranteed as long as the person that has to pay that fully guaranteed money still feels like I belong on the roster. Exactly. That's like coming up to somebody and saying, hey, next month, you got to pay your you got to pay your mortgage. Unless you choose not to, in which case you don't have to, but you got to pay your mortgage. Like that, that's, there's this moment here of like, so the team that controls whether or not he's on the roster also controls that guarantee. That doesn't work. Like if I'm a player and I'm sitting there, I, I want fully guaranteed. All right. Well, we will fully guarantee that as long as you're on this roster, which by the way, we have complete control of, you will get your fully guaranteed money. That's also not known as fully guaranteed. Like there's no two ways to make those two things collide. Tell you, man, there's no reason for me that that Lamar Jackson have to go through hell and high waters to get the money that he deserves. It, it, it I want to understand it. Uh, it is what it is. I just hope Lamar does what's best for him and his future. 
Also, if he's negotiating with everybody else starting tomorrow in 26 hours, 25 hours, 4 p.m. Eastern, tomorrow is the first time any team can reach out to him. If this is the first time you're hearing it, make sure you, you let that soak in. The first time any team can call him, say, you up. Call him and say, what are you interested? Call him and say, what kind of value are you looking for? Call him and say, hey, this is what we're prepared to offer. The first time that can happen is tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern. Right, So in this whole process, if you know that the Ravens have already offered you $133 million fully guaranteed that grows to $175 million guaranteed that could grow to $200 million guaranteed, all right, go test the waters. The Ravens have put it in front of you. Now, if you don't get what you want, you're still coming home to a Scrooge McDuck-like waterbed full of dollar bills. Like It makes it pretty easy to go bet on yourself. he's on the roster at a certain point, if he's yeah. on the roster, Fitz. Also... It's unbelievable. We've been talking all day about the fact that Aaron Rodgers it has a hold of the Jets' grapefruits at this point. There's nothing they can do. He's just got, They've got two grapefruits, and one of them is in each of Aaron Rodgers' hands, and he can squeeze them however he sees fit. There's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> if you're Lamar, you also have some level of control, right? Like I keep saying this to people. Y'all are presuming that Lamar, who's doing business different than I don't have place, to sign it. I don't have to sign it if I don't want to. Thank you. Like, I don't have to sign it. And so then everybody comes in and says, oh, my God. Well, he would never walk away from $32 million. Why? Well, see, but I don't like when people look at it that way. Is it $32 million he's walking away from? Or is it the money he, he, he feels like he deserves, which would exceed that $32 million by a lot that he's standing up for? And See, it's, 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 all, it's all about how you look at it and how you phrase it, too. You know what I mean? Well, and then the other part of it is how different are these decisions? Like, nobody seems to be sitting here today saying, well, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to retire because he would lose $50 bucks. Everybody seems comfortable with the thought that Aaron Rodgers would walk away from $50 million. Well, Lamar made enough money last year that he never has to work a day again in his life. Like, that's real. Lamar Jackson can sit back and he can buy the city right next to the city that Harry Douglas owns. And it can be Douglasville and Jacksonville right side by side. Like y'all can just, y'all can like go to your fence line at the end of your 4,322 acre properties and you can like clink your glasses of fancy wine and be like, <laughs> we have made it. If he never works another day again in his life. So if he feels drastically undervalued, why is he going to put his body at risk for a bunch of people that he doesn't think appreciates him? Like, I just don't understand why we're sitting here with Aaron Rodgers. We're giving every benefit of the doubt on his mental process, but we won't do any of that with Lamar. I, I don't get it either. And the fancy wine, it would be. Uh, Lamar, let me know if you want me to bring it. I'll bring it for you. Are, are you like are you a red wine guy or a white wine guy? I'm a red wine guy. I don't like white wine like that. You know what? I, I am a red guy. This is where you you know how bougie. Uh, Evan, you're a wine guy too, right? Like Evan's part of a wine club we found out earlier, right? Red or white? Red. Okay, it's red. Uh, y'all, like, just just so we're fully aware, if I go somewhere and somebody hands me red wine, the first thing I do is throw some ice cubes in it, and then if they have any Sprite, I'll throw some Sprite don't, in don't, there. Don't, don't, give don't, it some don't, don't, don't do this, because I don't want to snap on you and go off on you on, on, on the end of our show. I need more time to do this. But see, there's, but the good news is that's why I'll you never... you lost your damn mind. Like, you and I will never go to a steakhouse where I make you order us a, a really fancy bottle of wine. In fact, if you if, order... If you, if you do red wine like that around me, I'm going to knock your damn glass on the floor. Okay. I, pro- I swear to God I would. But see, the thing of it is, you never have to worry about, like, I'll look at you and be like, hey, this beautiful, delicious red wine is actually lost on me because I, I can't tell. Just give me a Tito's and soda with a lime in it. That's all I need. Uh, or if I could get, like, 
like a little squeeze of fruit. I'm basically making my own sangria. Like, forget the whole wine thing. If you're putting something <laughs> sweet in there here. and you're making it cold, now we're in for a nice drink. I don't need anything room temp. I don't need anything warm. Jeez, get out of here with please. all of that. Uh, you'll get all the wine talk, plus all the Aaron Rodgers breakdowns you possibly need from Kenny and Carlin next. Thanks for hanging out with Fitz and Harry uh, on ESPN Radio. Listening to the Fitz and Harry podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And you can watch on the ESPN app.